With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Hello? Mo, are you there? All right. Sorry about that, folks. A little uh, early delay. I... uh I continue my habit of screwing up by starting the show on mute. So, um, yep, all right. So here we go. Um, And we're going to be making live lineup today. We will, as our new habit is, not be making a – we're not going to fill out the flex position. So we're going to go over some of the best plays of the week. We're going to – do it that way. Mauler, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, your, your, your nimble host uh, put some mute on so people wouldn't hear him cough and then started the show that way. So, uh, all right. So, Amateur Hour continues. I set up the show for 15 minutes with Nick the other day, which he'll never let me forget. And uh, we're off to another rousing start. But the key thing is, Mauler, we're going to give the people what they want, the best plays of the week at each position, and then we're going to build a lineup. Yeah, and, you know, we always talk during the week, talk quite often. Um, You know, people that don't know us, we met in New York last year uh, around November at the Daily Fantasy Conference, and we've just pretty much talked at least every other day um ever since and it's you know formed a great friendship and uh you know we talked uh i think it was thursday and you wanted to know you know should we do friday or saturday i said you know let's do saturday because i want a little more time to study and you know kind of wanted to get more uh on the injury front see if there's anybody that's sitting or close to sitting so that we could make our adjustments properly and uh i'm ready to go how are you feeling 
I'm good. I put in the time this week as much as I can. Um, you know, I, I get jealous. I, I read JM to wins articles, and he's talking about putting in 40 to 50 hours a week. I'm lucky if I can get 7 to 10, uh, but definitely putting in more effort than I did last year. And, you know, this week, I think one of the most interesting things, you mentioned the injuries, Mauler. There's so many, and there's so much value out on the board. I think the biggest thing that we need to be concerned about this week is not letting all the late news push us off of plays that we already liked and just start tweaking a bunch of lineups just for the sake of tweaking them. Uh, one of the habits that I've gotten into um, and done a lot more of is as, as news comes, I make new lineups instead of fits in with the old ones. Then after I think all my lineups are done Saturday uh, night, then I'll go through and look at my overall exposure by, uh, by player and, and, and do some tweaking then um, to get the, the exposures where I want them to be and to make lineups uh, you know, a little bit better without just crushing the lineups that I made early in the week. Because a lot of times your first thought's your best thought. Oh yeah, and we talked about that, you know, when you and I first started doing that. You're doing this. Your first instinct is always your best, and I was always a big proponent of instead of uh, making tweaks to your original lineups, just make a new one. And I'm glad you started doing that. I wish I would have listened when we did our lineups two weeks ago, because on Sunday, when we got the news that Chris Irie was out and Yeldon was going to take a bulk of the carries, I swapped off Yeldon from. Theo Reddick, and we all know how that went. Yep, and I stayed with Riddick, which was nice. Um, you know, cashed a little bit with our lineup. And, you know, the interesting, you know, because I really liked Riddick. And not that I didn't put Yeldon in some lineups, I did. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want both of us to do it. So it was good that, you you know, you did and went on your journey. I went on mine. But uh, our original lineup that first week did cash. Um, we did it in three different tournaments, and uh, and um, you know, so I made a little scratch. Um, I mean, we. I said, I mean, me. I put it in three lineups. So uh, okay, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. Uh, last week you went first with the quarterbacks, so I'll go first this time. Um, my favorite two quarterbacks of the week, I'm going to cut to the chase, and then I'll fill in. On the upper end, my favorite quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is going to be low-owned. Anytime I can get a guy with that much talent because of recency bias, and, and look, there's not, it's not that there's not concerns. He just hasn't played well, but he's always had good home splits. He's going home. He's got Jordy. Jordy's getting healthier. Um, right now, my number two ownership at quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. On the lower end, there's a lot of guys I like, but the one guy who I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm a GPP player, <clears throat> so everyone has to take that from this perspective. Joe Flacco is my number one guy, another guy who I expect to have only about 3%. One of my favorite plays of the week is uh, Dennis uh, is Pitta, and you know, people on Twitter said to me, well, he's going to be 15, 20% owned. I said, you know, yeah, but Joe Flacco is going to be 3% owned. So if you've got that stack, uh, Mike Wallace is another good guy uh, to make a stack with. I wish that I trusted one of their running backs to make a three-way stack, but Joe Flacco is right now my number one uh, quarterback. Other guys that I have good amount of ownership on, and, again, I prefer to be a, a, a home quarterback guy, but I really like uh, Phillip Rivers, although some of that game has changed a bit. Uh, David Carr is a guy that I've been interested in. And then on the home front, Marcus Mariota, Dak is going to go way under-owned at 5,700. The issue is who do you put him with? And I would say that – oh, and Ryan Tannehill – so Tannehill is kind of the chalk this week, along with Rivers. And I just think that flat, I like both of them. I'll have some exposure to both. 
but not as much as I will Flacco because he's in that same price point on DraftKings. I think his game it could be a shootout as much as theirs, so I'd rather take the low ownership. Mauler, why don't you take us through your best plays at the quarterback position for week three in the NFL? All right, well, when you started, I was worried we both got the same script because I'm uh, right with you on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, as you know, I'm a, uh, I am live, you know, almost within running distance from Detroit, so I hear all the, you know, insider information on injuries, and the Lions defense is hurting this week. Anta's probably not going to play. Um, I think he's actually already ruled out. Levy is uh, not going to play. So that being said, you know, the Packers aren't going to, you know, run the ball anymore, but I think they're going to pass. I think they're going to pass a lot. Um, you mentioned Jordy was back. Last week they got Jared Cook more involved. We've liked him in season long. And um, I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a bust-out week. Like you said, uh, recency bias, even going back to last year, he hasn't played, you know, at his best. But we all know what he's capable of, and I think this week he breaks out at home um, in Lambeau Field against the Lions. So he's my number one. You mentioned Phillip Rivers as the chalk. I like him down at 6,700. Um, you know, people talk about, well, all his receivers are hurt. Gates might not play. Well, you know, this is the NFL. It's next man up. Um, these guys wouldn't be in the league if they couldn't play. So I really like uh, Rivers at 6,700. And then I agree with you as you go down. Um, Tannehill and Flacco, um, next tier for me. And then uh, instead of Dax, I'm going to um, sneak in a, a kind of crazy – crazy crazy sneaky thought and that's Andy Dalton at home against Denver I know Denver's defense is tough probably the best in the league again he could take some hits but at 5700 he's almost the bare minimum and you get a couple touchdowns to AJ Green you have a stack there uh I think the ownership would be so low that if Dalton goes off you know you're definitely going to cash so I'm with you Aaron Rodgers number one Rivers down there at number two as a you know a decent priced guy, Flacco, Tanny Hill, and then I rounded out with the crazy of all crazy plays, Dalton against the best defense in the league. Well, I, I, you know one of my core philosophies, and we're going to get to it a little bit later, is to try and take the stud who has a bad matchup. You know, I, I, and I say it each week, it's the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. In this case, the irresistible force being that Denver defense. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that is uh, definitely contrarian. If you want to get real contrarian also, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith are both uh, other low-end low ownership options that you can mix in a lineup or two with your base. And, um, you know, Revis hasn't been the same. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, those are two other possibles, but um, looks like we agree on Aaron Rodgers. but you know, one of the game theory things that you have to do this week is there's so much running back value. Do you pay up to be contrarian? Um, I would, I, last week, I had a lot of lineups with all three of the top running backs, and those were some pretty good lineups. But this week, I just don't love the matchups for all of them. So um, I don't mind going lower. So if uh, you want to stick Rodgers in with Jordy to start this thing, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I'm totally with you as far as running backs for this week. I think um, there's so many different guys from the lower price level that you can stick in that, you know, not none of them are going to be chalk because there's so many you to, to choose from down at the, you know, 4,900 up to 57 or so hundred price range. So yeah, I, I totally agree there. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave the running backs in the flex. Um, we're not going to put anyone in right now. Um, we're going to go through all the running backs that we like. And then we're going to leave the running backs in the flex free and we'll fit in the tight end that we want and the wide receiver, the other two wide receivers that we want. And that'll give us an idea of exactly how low we're going to have to go. But why don't you kick us off here at the running back position, Mauler? 
uh, running back or are we going receiver? No, no. We're going to cover the running backs, but we're just not going to pick two to throw in yet. All right, gotcha. Well, we talked, you know, how we like the lower-end guys, and it's very simple uh, to me. I'm right around, you know, the 4700 up to 55, 5600 price range. I love Christian Michael. Um, Rawls isn't going to play. Um, you know, he's going to get the bulk of the carries against San Francisco. Now, San Francisco's D has looked good, but, you know, when, when you factor in what Seattle does and how many carries and catches he could get, I think uh, I think he's a great play. I think Theo Riddick with the Abdullah injury is a great play. I feel like Detroit's going to throw all day. He's their top pass catching back. I'm actually looking at, you know, somewhere between eight and ten receptions out of him. Might sound crazy, but Detroit's going to be behind. They're not going to run the ball as much tomorrow. He's going to catch a lot of passes. Right below well, him, 4,900. And then you also Go get ahead. the uh, the correlation play. You know, a lot of times when a game explodes, it's nice to have guys on both ends. You know, we've got a stack of Green Bay, so that puts Riddick up a notch in my mind. But finish the rest of your guys. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You always want to have a game stack um, just in case. So that's one of the reasons why I like Riddick with Rodgers as well. Uh, 4,900 right there with him, Charles Sims, another injury back, but he's one of those guys that's looking to break out. Uh, very good runner, but also will will catch some passes, so I like him at 4,900. And then I like uh, the old man, Frank Gore, 5,000 at home against San Diego. Andrew Luck has a sore shoulder. San Diego gives up a just insane amount of yards both on the ground and through the air to running backs. Gore actually had a nifty touchdown catch last week, so I like Gore. And then I'll round it out by 4,700 down at the bottom with Isaiah Crowell. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm not looking at too many guys at the top, but I know our listeners might be. So I like Ezekiel Elliott against a porous and hurt Chicago defense. Um, I think he could, he could go off, score a few touchdowns. Um, catch a few passes and uh, Matt Forte another old guy um, I I think he's been you know outstanding his first few weeks with the Jets and he's always a guy that gets a lot of touches um, both on the ground and through the air so I think you know you could get a few extra PPR points from him as well so I'll uh, pass it over to you and see what you uh, have to offer for the running back position. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> if you're paying up this week, um, the highest ownership guy it looks like is going to be D'Angelo Williams. He gets an insane amount of touches. They're not worried about running him ragged because Le'Veon Bell comes back next week. Um, David Johnson's in a bad matchup coming east to west. Um, but even still, the Bills' offense has been miserable. I mean, defense has been miserable. David Johnson is really, you know, just a special guy in so many ways. He also got pulled for a while last week. If, I'm, if I am spending up, I'm going to probably have almost two-to-one David Johnson over D'Angelo. Uh, C.J. Anderson is going to have very low ownership this week, and he's good for a couple GPPs because of his low ownership. He's one of the three guys at the top of the range, um, who is going to get a full workload every week. <clears throat> and most weeks you, he's going to be 20, 25% owned. Right now, Fantasy Labs has him as about a 3 4% owned player. Uh, very rare you can get a guy there. I'm with you on Forte. Um, McCoy is on my list. Again, just the guy who is going to get an enormous market share. But uh, I'm going to have a lower end amount of him. The, that mid-range guy or two that I'm spending, that I have in a decent amount of lineups, uh, one is DeMarco Murray. He's home. He's been catching the ball. He's been running the ball. Derrick Henry is uh, there. He's an issue, and that's why his ownership is at 5 to 8%. But Murray's also getting a large share of red zone looks through the air so far. So um, I'm going to have a good amount of shares of DeMarco Murray. I, I do have some Frank Gore. Kristen Michael was probably my second or third highest owned running back. Um, but I wanted 
Rawls news to kind of linger. So hearing a lot of guys on Twitter, I mean, now his ownership expectant is up to 17, 20%. I feel at that range, it takes a good bit of the value out of him, even though I like him a lot, but I have him locked into a lot of, so what I did, and this is the trick um, I, I liked him either way this week, so I locked him in on FanDuel because I thought with the matchup he was gonna he was gonna eat. Rawls was dinged up and might miss, so five out of my nine Thursday lineups on FanDuel have uh, Kristen Michael in them. Uh, I'm with you on Riddick. Sims is the guy who's got the most opportunity. He's the guy who's the least likely to have another running back take his usage. But every time I watch Charles Sims, he's meh. And because Riddick's at the same price point and there's a few other guys at the same price point, uh, I'm not going to have a lot of Charles Sims. I'm just not sure he's that good at football. Uh, I'm with you on Crowell. I'm not going to have a lot of Crowell because of the fact that that game could really be ugly for Cleveland. They just might not have the ball much. And at the real low end, I got two plays, Jarek McKinnon at 3,800. Um, only a 9 to 12% ownership expectancy right now on Fantasy Labs. And 3,800, I mean, he's as cheap as can be. Yeah, Matt Asiata's there. Yeah, Carolina's a decent defense. But 3,800 for a starting running back who can run or catch um, McKinnon is definitely someone I'll have in lineups, but not as much as the guy I'm pivoting off him on. Shane Vereen, 3,700, New York Giants. Um, he's run better between the tackles than Jennings. Jennings is going to try and play with a cast, and this is one of those situations that I love where, yeah, that I was hoping for with Michael and Rawls, where they're going to try and let Jennings play, but there's a very good chance that he's not going to get his normal workload, not going to be as effective. And that gives Shane Vereen at 3,700 a lot of sneaky upside. Um, so, I, you know, again, don't go crazy, but I should have somewhere in the 15 to 20% range of ownership on Shane Vereen. So that wraps up the running back position. Mahler, based on some of the things I said, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think we missed one guy that I was going through. Um, I'm not sure how much you have him or if he's on your radar, but I missed Melvin Gordon. Um, oh, you know, I missed Woodhead him too. Out. I meant to get him. We both missed him. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, you know, Indianapolis' defense is poor. Gordon's the guy with Woodhead done for the year. So, um, for our listeners out there, we apologize. We missed Melvin Gordon, but he is definitely high on our radars this week. And he's he's not – you know, terribly high price. I think he's 5,800 and uh, yeah, 5,800. And for that price against the Indianapolis D that's really, really bad. Um, you know, I think he's a decent play. Melvin Gordon projected to have a 21 to 25% ownership. I started out the week thinking he was going to be my number one owned running back as the week's gone on. They signed Dexter McCluster Um and there's just been, you know, Indianapolis is, is more likely to be passed on than run on. I'm still going to have Melvin Gordon, but I'm not going to be overweight on him. And my only question now is, I'm, am I going to be in that 21 to 25 range? Probably not. I'm thinking more 15 to 20, slightly underweight on him, but enough where if he goes off, He'll be in, you know, all my key combinations with my key stacks. Most of them is going to have a Melvin Gordon share. So we head over to the wide receivers. Um, on the top end, I like uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, we're not going to be able to afford him in this lineup, I don't think. Uh, but I'm also very, very interested in Odell Beckham. Odell was one drop pass away from scoring 28, 29 points last week. There's nothing wrong with him. The narrative is, well, they've got Shepard and they've got Cruz back. They don't need to look to him as much. But he's getting as many targets as he ever did. I love getting stud-wide receivers with low ownership. I mean, here's a guy who can have anywhere from 20 to 50% ownership on a given week, who right now is projected in the 5 to 8 range. 
Um, now, do, again, am I going to go crazy? No, but I think that if he's 5 to 8%, I'm going to be double on that Odell Beckham, a very sneaky play. And if you're playing FanDuel this week, Eli is a much better bargain there. Um, I will have some Eli Odell stacks over there. Very high on Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. We talked about Jordy. Kelvin Benjamin as well. A guy that I'm very high on is Mike Evans this week. He has just been a target monster. Um, They play faster pace at home. I like Evans an awful lot. He's in a couple of my uh, bigger money lineups. Eric Decker is a guy I like. T.Y. Hilton is a guy that I was super high on because I think that he'll play in the slot, and a lot of the ownership is going to go to Dorsett. He's only projected for about 3% ownership. Um, I'm not going to fade him. Even you know, I'll probably be in that 10 to 20% range with Hilton, and basically um, hope that Luck's shoulder's okay and Hilton's okay. Uh, in a game that could be a shootout, I think T.Y. Hilton is, at 3% is just just oodles of love for a GPP. One of the chalkier guys of the week, Jarvis Landry. We talked about Tannehill. I like Marvin Jones. I really like Jeremy Macklin. Um, Diggs is going to have a decent amount of ownership. Mike Wallace, I like Devontae Parker. Um, The guy in the medium to lower end that I am going to have the most of is Tyrell Williams. Last week, as any of our listeners know, I was real heavy on Travis Benjamin, and I think that Benjamin is going to have 25 to 30% ownership, where Tyrell Williams will be down in the 10 to 15 range. Uh, For that difference, with them seeing about the same amount of targets, I'm pivoting most of my action over to Tyrell Williams. I think that uh, Tyler Lockett is very sneaky. Kenny Britt on the low, low end is sneaky. And if you just want to punt who's getting targets, Cole Beasley, 3,200, is a very interesting choice. Mauler, after my uh, fairly thorough uh, look through my favorite wide receivers, who do you like? Well, I'm going to start with your um, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, idea and what I like about it and what I don't. Um, what I like about it is he's going to bring his A game. Him and Josh Norman have created this rivalry between them that is unmatched in the NFL right now. Um, you know, Norman's going to be on him all day. And, uh, you know, Beckham's going to try and win that battle, which means he's going to either play his best game and really show out, or he's not going to have a good game at all. The only thing I worry about in that matchup is last year Beckham and Norman, you know, went back and forth getting personal fouls. We know there's a new rule this year where, um, you know, two personal fouls or you're ejected. That kind of worries me a little bit, um, you know, which is probably the first time we've ever said that in all of our podcasts ever, baseball, basketball, is, you know, that that actually worries me. But I think Beckham could have a big day. I mean, um, you know, I don't know how much of Josh Norman's, you know, uh, folklore was built up by Carolina having a a great defense, Keekly at linebacker. But, you know, this is a matchup I would pay to see. Um, So I do like your your idea of Odell. Um, I like Amari Cooper, as you said. Um, If we're choosing to stack with Rodgers, I prefer Jordy over Cobb. Um, I like Kelvin Benjamin against Minnesota. I think uh, Cam may throw a little more with uh, Stewart out and the backup running back taking over. Like we said, Jarvis Landry should be the chalk. Um, he's going to have high ownership. Uh, Mike Evans is getting a absolute insane amount of targets. I think he should be on people's radar. But who I like from that game is uh, Adam Humphreys. He's minimum $3,000 if you're looking to have high-priced guys everywhere else. Um, Safarian Jenkins was arrested and uh, uh, subsequently released from the Buccaneers. I think that opens up a few more targets for Adam Humphreys. By the way, way, here's the conversation between the head coach, I mean the general manager and ASJ uh, following that news. <laughs> I mean, how, 
uh, how these guys get into some of their trouble is just baffling to me, you know. Um, well, knuckleheads are going to be knuckleheads. I mean, yeah, you know, know, we all grew, we all grew up with knuckleheads, and we partied with knuckleheads, and and you know, where when everyone else knew when to stop, they never did. And you know, it's just that's just the nature of things. Just because you're a football player doesn't mean you're not a knucklehead. No, and and that's just what it is. I mean, you know, uh, but but hey, lucky for us, I think that gives Adam Humphreys at three thousand uh, dollars a few more. Uh, a few more opportunities, a few more targets. I like Tajay Sharp again this week. I'm not sure um, how his ownership will be. I imagine it will still be pretty high for him. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 5100. He's still too, still priced too low. So if you uh, feel like you have the itch to put Diggs in, I would definitely do it. Um, you mentioned Philip Dorsett. He will be the second receiver for the Colts this week. Only thing that worries me there is Luck's shoulder. Um, he has shoulder pain, and you know, uh, I don't know what they're going to do if it gets worse. If they're just going to keep Luck in and run the ball, if they'll take him out, so I don't know. Um, totally agree with Tyrell Williams down at forty-three hundred. San Diego is going to try and take advantage of that porous uh, Indianapolis secondary. I think uh, he's a good play, and um, that, that pretty much rounds out my uh, wide receivers. Um, but yeah, uh, pivoting off Evans, I really like Adam Humphreys at three thousand. Awesome. So, um, out of all the ones that we talked about, who's your favorite play? Well, who do we want to stack with Rogers? Is our first question. Well, to me, I already have Nelson or in there. I, okay, I, I'm good. Not, I, yeah, Cobb does nothing for me. I, he hasn't been the yeah. same player for two years. You know what? He hasn't been. He hasn't really done much since Sahil had him 100% last year and took down every GPP. <laughs> um, so but yeah, I, um, I think we. Start- Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, one seventy-seven hundred. The other seven thousand. As much as I would like to get Beckham in, I don't think we can in an Aaron Rodgers lineup without really just overloading. Um, you like Tyrell Williams, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I think he's a a, a good play. And I we're like, going to need at that to... price range. At that price range, it's a coin flip between him and Dorsett for me. And the funny thing is, it's the same game. So. Well, and again, I, I I'm more because he's he's going to get uh, Dorsett's going to get a lot more Jason Verrett coverage. Right. And 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 so and he's going to have higher ownership. And, you know, to this point anyway, um, the better receiver is T.Y. Hilton. You know, we're hoping that Dor- – I mean, Dorsett's my number one owned wide receiver in MFL 10, so I do like him. But a, a lot of what I liked was that he was a 13th-round pick, and I thought, you know, that that was way too low. I had questions about how good he is, um, but I don't have those questions about T.Y. Hilton um Tyrell Williams is definitely one of the uh, the guys that I like but on the top end if I if I uh, you know put a gun to your head do you like um Mike Evans do you like Amari Cooper or do you want to kind of just patch together some lower price guys I'd like to get one more night you know like I'd, I, I Evans or Cooper is a complete toss up to me so if you like them yeah. both I'll let you pick which one you like more. Well, we talked earlier in the week, and the amount of targets that Evan is getting is insane. So if that keeps up, I think you play him based on the amount of targets that he's getting. Um, You know, like you said, it's a toss-up for me, too, between Cooper and Evans, but based on the amount of targets, Tampa Bay's at home, um, you know, I I just think... Evans probably is the play. You know, what if what, what happens if Sims isn't effective as a runner? They're going to go to the air, um, and they're going to go to the air often. So that just means, you know, an insane amount of targets uh, for Evans again this week. I mean, look, last week he had 17 targets. That's unheard of. So, um, yeah, I'd, and I'd say we ride the Evans boat and fill in. His, his ownership is um, almost half of, what Cooper's is. So I'm going to pop Evans in 
I think that's a smarter GPP play. Um, one other guy to really consider is Marvin Jones. He's 6,200. And, you know, if you really think that this game's going to blow up between them, but Stafford hasn't played real well in Green Bay. Um, no, I'm okay no. with Tyrell Williams. Um, Devontae Parker at 4,900 is a nice pivot. Um, Steve Smith, 4,100. Cole Beasley, 32. We're not going to use your Humphreys, uh, you know, guy. Um, which which of those guys do you, do you really like here? Well, I, I like or do, or, or do we just put in the two running backs that we like and see where we're at? Yeah, we can do that with 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 the running backs, but keep Tyrell on the brain. I mean, he has had 11 targets the last two weeks. Um, you know, three for 61 and a touchdown Let's last week. And, okay. Let's just put him in, and then we'll we can always mess around. And definitely, let's put Riddick in because we both liked him, and it, he's got the game correlation with Rodgers and Jordy that I like. And that'll bring us to the tight end position, and I'm going to let you go first. All right. Well, you mentioned him earlier. Um, he had a huge week last week. He's Flacco's favorite target, and that's Dennis Pitta. Um, Twelve targets last week, caught nine of them. Um, didn't score a touchdown, yet still had 22.2 DraftKings points. That is a solid, solid day, especially from a tight end. So Pitt is my number one. Um, and then as you go up, I'm looking at uh, guys that are playing for injured guys. Um, I'm looking at uh, Brent Selleck, uh with the Eagles. He's going to be cheap. Um, I'm looking at guys that have started slow and their price may have gone down guys like Jimmy Graham, uh, guys like Jared Cook again. Um, I know we already have Rodgers and uh, Nelson, but Jared Cook's down there for only 2900 um, And I like Dwayne Allen uh, a lot this week as well in Indianapolis. So um, a lot of the lower-priced guys, I, I, I really don't want to spend up. I mean, Jordan Reed is 6500 uh, Vernon Davis has been taking some targets from him. You know, Greg Olson's always in play, but I'm really, really looking at the guys down between, uh, you know, three thousand and four thousand as my targets at tight end. <clears throat> Great. All right, for me at tight end, um, my my strategy this week is is seventy five percent low and twenty five percent Jordan Reed, and my reason for it is exactly what you just mentioned. There's so much tight ends that are just dirt cheap. Um, you know, Jordan Reed, you know, still is projected to have about a 10% ownership, but the Giants, are, they're just awful against the tight end. And I think, I think 10% is a little – I'm going to check the other site that I use. Um, I use Roto-Grinders as well. Let's look at the tight end position. Yep, they got him at 9% too. So, again, Jordan Reed, a guy who, you know – Typically, if there wasn't all this value out there, he's the guy against the Giants who just can't defend the tight end, whose whole defense is set up to allow the tight end to roam down the middle with those average linebackers and mediocre safeties. Um, uh, Jordan Reed, I, I love him. I've got some lineups with Reed and Pitta. I've got some lines with Reed, some, lines, uh, some uh, lineups with Pitta. But uh, he's definitely, definitely someone who will probably be uh, right around what I own with Pitta. Uh, like them both very, very much. Um, you mentioned most of the other guys that I like. I'll throw Delaney Walker is going to be, um, you know, there's going to be a bunch of Delaney Walker, Mariota stacks out there, I'm sure. Um, and I like Allen. Pitta's my favorite. Cook is sneaky. Clive Walford is sneaky. Some people will play Hunter Henry and Jack Doyle. I've heard a bunch of people talk about that. On Philadelphia, Trey Burton is the guy that I'd be looking at. Um, he's the pass catcher, 2,500. He got a lot of targets last week. But it's, it's one thing to do it, Carson Wentz, against the teams you've played. I think Pittsburgh is a much better defense. Uh, I'll have a few uh, dart throws with Trey Burton, but not too many. 
Uh, Mauler, I'm happy to put Pitta in since you're not that high on Reed, and we both love oh. Pitta. Well, I, I was just actually, once you mentioned Reed, I, I looked into him a little while you were giving your others, and uh, I, I'm I'm fine putting in Reed. I, I actually am. Um, the Giants, like you said, uh, are not good at all against the tight end. Um, even even with him having you know less targets because of Vernon Davis, he still had some nice games, which for any other tight end would be great games. So I don't mind putting Reed in and seeing if we can work a lineup out with him because he's one of those guys, um, you know, as is Pitta, but Reed can can you know have a hundred yard receiving game and get in the end zone a couple times. All right. Um, why don't we leave that blank for now? I'll just uh, tell um, our one fan out there that uh, we're at $4,000 left for running back flex and defense with Reed, and we're 5000 with Pitta. So um, finances might decide this one. We'll see. We've already got a fairly loan-owned quarterback in Rodgers. Um, so we'll see where we're at there. Uh, I'm going to let you take the defense. Uh, what defenses are you looking at, Mauler? Man, um, none <laughs> would be would be the correct answer. I just there's nothing I really want to lock on this week. I mean, gun to my head, you want something to stand out. Then it's the top two. I like Carolina more than Seattle, but you know those are my top two, which is probably why they're they're priced at one two. I mean, Carolina's facing a Minnesota team that has Sam Bradford at quarterback. Um, They're at home. They have no Adrian Peterson. Um, Seattle, very similar, tough place to play. They're facing San Francisco, who looked good opening week against the Rams. But, you know, they're they're going up to Seattle in a place that's that's very tough to play. Um, If you're looking to save money, I like uh, I like Miami against Cleveland a ton. Um, Donkey Kong 2 should, uh, you know, play a huge role in that game, getting to their, what, 17th string quarterback we're down to, I think, for Cleveland. Um, so they're they're my $3,000 defense that I like. Um, but, yeah, gun to my head, I, I would probably play Miami um, with Panthers and Seahawks as my, you know, 2A and 2B. Well, the, the the chalk this week is the Dolphins playing against a just decimated by injury Cleveland Brown team, um, projected ownership over 20%. I'm sitting on about 60% ownership on them. The second highest ownership is Dallas, and that was my second favorite defense. Um, Dallas playing Chicago with Brian Hoyer, who is a known pick-six machine um, that and you save five hundred dollars if we want to get Jordan Reed in. That five hundred dollars could be very useful to us. Um, other defenses that I, I I have a decent you know um, again I have like sixty five percent Miami right now. Uh, I don't mind being overweight on the defense. I do like Seattle. I think that's a uh, if you're going to pay up, uh, I think that is a reasonable choice. I like the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit. And as the week's gone on, um, as a pivot off of Miami, if you're looking for one, Cincinnati at 2,800, Trevor Simeon on the road, um, definitely could see some uh, issues there. And the other defense that I'm looking at that could pivot off of Miami is the Steelers. Carson Wentz is a rookie. He's looked great. Uh, But Pittsburgh is a better defense than what he's faced. Uh, James Harrison and some of those guys still look good. So, um, you know, Dallas would be my first choice for us because we could use money if we want Reed. Uh, But what are your thoughts on Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Miami, and Dallas? I think, uh, you know, all are good plays. As we mentioned, we're both high on Miami. But you, like you also said, we want to save um, as much money as we can. And Cowboys are 500 cheaper. They are at home. And Hoyer, you're right, is a, a pick six machine. You know, you get one of those and your defense is set for the game. So I say we plug in the Cowboys. That gives us 
you know, extra money to roam if we want to try and get some high price. It guys. does. It, uh, it, well, it gives Reed. us if we put Reed and the Cowboys in that that um, that puts us at four thousand eight hundred and fifty with a running back and a flex to go. Um, you know, I know and, we both like Kristen Michael. He's he's a late game guy, which I like. You can you know for the flex. Um, you know well, what? Do you, you know what? What do you think of my low price guys, McKinnon and Vereen? Uh, what you know? What do you? Uh, you know, we could use a little non chalk, so Vereen would give us that, uh, or we could go up to Michael if we put Michael in. Why don't we look at a few of these combinations? If we well, put Michael in, that leaves us 4,700 at flex, which gets us Tajay Sharp, Isaiah Kroll, um, Carlos Hyde, Dorsett, Gio Bernard. If we go down to Vereen. And we got Macklin, who we both liked earlier. Oh, I, I really like that. Yeah, because I, I think you're looking over my shoulder because I had already plugged Vereen in. Um, I know you talked uh, about being sneaky, but one thing I love about him is whether Matthews plays or not, if he plays with a cast, Matthews is never going to be in on passing downs. Vereen is already the pass catcher, but with you know uh, Jennings having a club hand, Vereen's just going to get that many more snaps um, and I think at 3,700, you know, between me and you, let's 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 whisper here. I think he's almost oh, well. Place. Well, uh, but even better since we want to not exactly have the same lineup. At six thousand dollars, there's also a guy I don't mind playing at all in Michael Crabtree. Uh, great matchup. Uh, Cooper is my, you know, is get you know, has finally started getting more targets there. But uh, Crabtree is a is a very good choice. So if you and want Macklin, pivot. yep. Uh, if you want Macklin, uh, I mean both Macklin. I think Crabtree is going to be owned more than. Let me look real quick at this Crab. Now, just to let our listeners know, we are going to leave our flex position quote blank. Um, and you guys can fill it in yourself, but we are just giving you a few options here. We do like Crabtree. We do like Macklin. Um, we like. Oh, and whatever we do, you and I will have a different lineup, so that yep. you know yep. we 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 you know we we're not playing the same lineup. Uh, it's yep. hard for them to say that we work together on a lineup when we have different lineups. Um, Crabtree is projected at like a seven percent ownership. Macklin. The same. They both have about the same. So yeah, um, makes... if you want to take Macklin, um, I will take um, Crabtree. Yep, that works and, for me. Um, and, and that way we, you know. I mean, we're, all, uh, we're on the same team anyway, so um, we both well, love both and, of those And you guys. know what, Let, let's, let's stick with what we do. We won't, we won't finalize that. Um, it just was what jumped out at us. Uh, right. Another thing, another thing that we could look at that is very interesting is going down just a little bit more, and you could get Melvin Gordon at fifty eight hundred, yep. and you yep. could put in, that. in, in like that too. you could put McKinnon in instead of Vereen, and I think McKinnon is a little bit safer than Vereen, and then you could get Gordon in in in, in there uh, for a late game. So. We've given you a lot of options, folks. Um, we're not going to finalize it. We're going to leave you hanging. Um, and then what we'll do is hopefully we'll all meet up near the, the, the winner's board, uh, top of the table, and uh, you know hopefully we helped you guys both in making a lineup this week and also identifying some of our favorite plays and why we like them and a little bit as well of some game theory and how to be contrarian. And that is very, very important if you play GPPs. So, Mauler, as always, I thank you um, for joining me, and hopefully our lineups are going to fly. I'm going to leave us today with Gonna Fly Now from the Rocky movies.
And uh, let's get pumped up, and let's get this done, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Chuck. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.